Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the New Testament in a year. One chapter a day, Monday through Friday. You can start at any time, any place. Just move along with us. We are in Luke chapter 10. So if that's where we're starting, maybe you want to start right here and just move along with us. And when you get to the end, just loop back and do the chapters that you didn't do. So if you do it just Monday through Friday, uh, 10, 12 minutes a day, go through the New Testament in a whole year. So chapter 10, after this, after what? After all of these things, Jesus talking about the cost of following, um, the opposition to him, who will be the greatest. The Lord appoints 72. Now, a few chapters back, he had appointed the 12 to go out. Now he's appointing even more. And this is what he does with us. He takes us and he appoints us and he sends us out and sends us out to do his work. This is how it's multiplied. This is a grassroots movement that begins in Jerusalem and fills the whole globe. Sent that to 72. And he sent them two by two, sent them out together, ahead of him to every town and place where he was to go. So they're sort of the advanced team. And they're going out, they're, they're preaching the gospel. Here's what he told them. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You see, there's a lot of need out there. There's a lot of people that need to know about God. There's a lot of people that need to come to Christ. But there's not a lot of workers. And so he's going to multiply the workers, and he's going to include you and me in this as well. It would be his workers. So because of that, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. He tells him to pray that the Lord would send forth workers. And after they pray, you know who he sends? Them. <laughs> so let's pray that. He told us to pray that, so let's pray it. Lord, we, send, we pray that you would send workers into the harvest. Well, he's probably going to send you somehow, some way. Go, he said. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Um, is that the good news, that he's sending you out as lambs among wolves? Have you ever seen what wolves do to lambs? They devour them. So he's sending us out, and it's a very dangerous adventure that he's calling us to. But he will protect us. He will protect us. Don't take a purse or a bag or sandals, and don't greet anyone on the road. So just get about your business, do what it is you're supposed to do, and you don't need to take a purse. You don't need to take a lot of money. Uh, again, when we did this with the 12, we said that in the 21st century, you would think that money is the big message of the gospel, that what we need is a lot of money to, to bring this thing forward. Well, Jesus told him, don't take any money, that he would provide for him. He would take care of them. One of the great miracles and one of the great assurances of knowing God is that he will provide for us. He'll provide for us. And this is a lesson to learn that he will provide for us. When you enter a house, because they didn't have, again, hotels or motels or Airbnbs, when you enter a house, it, hospitality is what they were dependent on, the hospitality of people inviting them in to stay when they came to these towns. First say to you, peace be to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on you. If not, it'll return to you. So, you know, if you're there and there's a family that wants to take you in and wants, wants to allow you there and, you know, share life together, that's great. You know, bring peace to their house and have a peace with them. If not, then just move on. But stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Now, interesting, when you would go village to village, house to house, you'd probably find yourself eating some strange stuff because we all have our recipes, we all have our food traditions, and you'd probably be eating things that you weren't used to eating. But, you know, take it and, um, you know, you deserve to 
um, to have something to eat because you're bringing the good news. Don't move around from house to house. Just stay there. Find a place there and stay there. Verse 8. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what's set before you. Like we just said, it might not be your tradition. might not be your, um, your ordinary menu at home. Heal the sick who are there and tell them this. The kingdom of God is near you. The kingdom of God is near you. Heal sick people. Lay hands on people and pray for the sick. Uh, it says in Mark 16 that those who are born again, those who belong to God, those who have been reconciled to God, that they will lay their hands on sick people and they'll be healed. Well, give it a whirl. Try putting your hand on somebody and praying for somebody and praying that they would be healed. But when you enter a town and you're not welcomed, you know, um, uh, I'm sorry. So when you enter the town and are welcomed, eat what's set before you, heal the sick there and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, uh, go into the streets and say, even the dust that, uh, that sticks to your feet, we wipe against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. We're going to get out of here. Uh, we're not going to become argumentative. We're not going to fight with you. We, we're not going to go where we're not welcome. But know this, that the kingdom of God is near to you and you're rejecting it. I tell you, it would be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town because they had the opportunity and turned it down. That's a scary thing. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles were performed in you were performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago sitting in sackcloth and ashes. That's an old uh, way, an old expression of repenting. You'd be in sackcloth. You know, sackcloth is like burlap and throw ashes all over you. You know, oh, woe is me. Woe is me. I'm a sinner before God. But it will be more, more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. In you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the skies? No, you'll go down to the depths. You know, this is whole towns, whole communities. And it seems that sometimes there are communities, there are regions that are resistant to the gospel, that are resistant to the message of Jesus. He said that he who listens to you listens to me. It's not your message, it's his message. It's not my message, it's his message. I tell that to people sometimes. They go, well, you know, you're saying, I go, look, it's not my message. And they go, oh, good, because I thought that was your message. No, it's not my message, it's his message. It's just the message of Jesus. I'm telling you what Jesus is saying, not my message, it's his message. He who listens to me, he who... Uh, he who listens to you listens to me, and he who rejects you rejects me. So they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Jesus and the message of Jesus. Uh, but he who rejects him, rejects me, rejects him who sent me. <clears throat> the 72 returned with joy. And he said, Lord, even the demons submit to your name. Wow. So he does a little huddle. He does a little debrief with them. And Jesus said, when they're talking about, oh, we saw demons. And Jesus said, well, I saw Satan fall from heaven. And, and I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome the power of the enemy. Nothing can harm you. Well, uh, people can hurt you. And, and in the Gospels and in the book of Acts, you know, many times they hurt these people. They even killed these people. Some of these people died because of their faith. Well, um, that's not ultimate harm. If you belong to Jesus, that when you die, you, you're with him. You're with him here and you're with him there. And so the ultimate harm is that is death. Well, death is not death is not the end. Death is the beginning. Death opens the door to eternal life. Death opens the door to um, to, to the new heavens and earth where we'll be. So verse 20, however, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you because that's what they were doing. Oh, you know, the demons submit to us. But rejoice that your names are written 
in the book of heaven, in the book of life. Rejoice with that. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, he said, Father, I praise you. Saying this in the, the hearing of everyone. Father, I praise you, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and you revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, this was your good pleasure. So those who you might not think are going to be the recipients of this are. Sometimes even the simple receive the message of Jesus and their lives are changed. And Jesus said, all things have been committed to me by my Father, and no one, who, no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So if you're getting this, then the, God has revealed to you the Son. And then he turned to his disciples and he said privately, Blessed are your eyes that see what you see. For many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And wanted to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. You see, the, the prophets of old, the kings of old, King David, the people who wrote the Psalms, they wanted to see the coming of the kingdom. They wanted to see the Messiah, and now here he is. Well, on one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus, and teacher said, what must I do to gain eternal life? Well, you can't do anything to gain eternal life. It can only be granted to you. It can only be given to you, not based on your works. And Jesus said, well, what's written in the law? How do you read it? And he said, well, it says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength, and all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you answered correctly. That's good. That's good stuff. But uh, do that and you'll live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, well, who's my neighbor? Oh, okay. So he knows that, but who's his neighbor and what's he going to do? Well, your neighbor is the one that you can help. If you can help someone, then help them. Well, this guy really wasn't willing to do everything that he knew in his head. He knew in his head what he was supposed to do, but, but really he's not willing to do it with his life. Jesus said there was a man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, very dangerous road, by the way, when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him. They went away. They left him half dead. Well, the priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So Jesus is saying, you know, religious people, sometimes they see needs and they say that they're all religious and they say that they're following Jesus. They say that they're all, they're all good. They're saying they're good. You see, that's what this guy was saying. Well, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I can earn my way. I can, I can get in. I'm good enough. Well, the priest, you know, he's religious. He should be good enough. Well, he sees human need and just passes it by. He's not good enough to earn salvation. So a Levite, when he came to the place and served him, he passed to the other side. So the Levite, the Levite priest, the family of Levi. But a Samaritan, oh, the Samaritans, you see, they're the outsiders. A Samaritan came by where the man was, and he saw him, and he took pity on him. He went to him, he bandaged his wounds, he, paid, he poured oil and wine on him. One of the things they would do, medicinal qualities. Then he put the man on his own donkey, put him in his car, took him to an inn, took him to the hotel, put him in there. The next day, he took two silver coins out, and he gave it to the innkeeper, and he said, look after this guy. And when I return, I'll, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense. Which of these three, Jesus said, do you think was a neighbor to the man that fell into the hands of the robbers? Which one of those three is a neighbor? Well, the expert in the law, he said, well, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. And then he's at the home of Mary and Martha. And uh, uh, Jesus says that, you know, sitting at his feet is the best thing that you can do. So uh, there you go. Um, let's uh, be like uh, Jesus said here. Let's uh, sit at his feet. Let's learn. Let's grow. 
Uh, let's be the ones that receive his word and receive it with meekness. So, Lord, open up our hearts that we might receive your word with meekness and that we might do what it is that we're supposed to do and recognize that we can't do anything on our own to earn your salvation, to earn your favor. We thank you. So you're loved, you're loved, you're loved. Peace and grace and mercy to you. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord give you peace. Find us, Bible and Daily Life, wherever you find us. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, BibleAndDailyLife.com, Facebook, whatever. Hey, you're loved by God. Spread it around to your friends. Go through the New Testament in a year. Everybody should go through the New Testament one time in their life. Every line, you know, every every chapter. So bless you.